Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! 
husband. Wife. It's Saturday. Q&A. Awesome. I love Q&As. I do too. And once again, I caught myself saying, oh my God, this is so interesting. I can't wait to tell you about I this stuff. always love like learning the little shit that we find about what we just read about. Because like, oftentimes, I'm more interested in that than I am about the fucking Bible. Yeah. So. The, the trivia of history. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, so what are we, you got a, a breakdown of what we're talking about? I had a breakdown just now of fucking words, but do you, do you, do you have something to tell us what we're going over today? Let, let me rephrase that for you. Yeah, please. I, I, I didn't need that. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, why? yeah that, that. <laughs> um, we had a specific question. Why is the tribe of Judah differentiated from Israel? Yeah, that one was bugging me. I know. And then we thought, like, are we crazy? Like, what is happening? Did we miss something? Okay, I have an answer for that. Okay, cool. And we're also going to talk a little bit about that King Nahash that wanted to stab people's right eye out. Oh, okay. Because I, I didn't get enough of him, and I was like, what is his fucking deal? Got it. So, All right, so Nahash and, uh, and Judah. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's go do this. Let's. Okay, so I know that your original question was purely about tribe of Judah being differentiated from Israel. Right. But I want to start with Nahash first because A is shorter and B, while it's interesting, it's not entirely a satisfactory thing. Oh, so it's okay. just merely like interesting. So you're saving like, the good shit for last? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Okay. That's smart. That's smart. Like well, if you want to keep people listening, you got to save that good shit for the end, right? That wasn't necessarily my terms or my idea. Like I just wanted to get it out of the way. Okay. Like, All right. Let me get to the good get, stuff. Get the worst first. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got to eat my vegetables or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you remember Nahash. He was like, I'm going to poke all y'all's right eye out. Yeah. And they were like, but don't though. And then he was like, I'll give you a little bit of time to beg somebody to come help you. Right. And then, yeah, that was the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. And then you can either be our slaves right. or I'm going to poke your fucking right eye out. And they were well, like, no, they were going to be their slaves and poke their fucking right eye out. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. they were going to kill them, I That's think. That's right. Yeah, I had that I had that mixed That's up. That's right. That's you're right. right. You're right. I, I was just trying to do like a real quick like refresher sure, of what sure. that was about. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you recall, but there was a parentheses voice at, in that little section. And okay. it was like, Nahash had been doing this to nations, blah, 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 blah. So, it, it wasn't just them that he was doing mm, it to. No. I don't, I, I should have probably copied down the exact whatever, whatever. he said, but it was sure. something to that effect. Okay? okay. Yeah. To make us understand that Nahash was doing this left and right all over the country. Got it. Okay. Got it. So, the strangely cruel terms that he gave yeah. were a usual practice. Like, historians agree, like, yeah, that was happening. And the thing is, though, they discovered more about this when they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, we are so reading that when we're done with the yeah, Bible. Yeah, well, I mean, that definitely. I, I among know. other things. I know, I know. It's just, like, every time the Dead Sea Scrolls come up and how it's like, you're missing part of the story. I remember that being so interesting when I was, like, mm -hmm. it was maybe when I was in high school uh, yeah, or, Yeah, it was I when don't know. I was in high school, so it yeah. would have been, like, middle school for you, maybe. Sure, or, sure. Yeah. But I remember being, like, so intrigued by that, like, wow, they found, like, like stuff from that time. Yeah, I, I was just blown away. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, like, 
my mind was exploding, and right. I didn't even know anything about the Bible. Right, me point, either, so me either. Yeah, but it was to just, just the, the history of it was right. so intriguing. Like, are you fucking kidding like me? You found fucking thousands year old scrolls you in a goddamn Bible-y cave stuff. somewhere. Yeah, what the fuck? And I didn't even at the time understand the controversy over whether or not it should be included in the Bible. Right, like, right. I, I had no idea. I was like, wait, there's Bible things yeah, that, missing. That was maybe my first you know exposure to yes. understanding that there were things that were bible but not bible yeah and i'm like wait what what the yeah. fuck is this shit exactly like i just always thought like oh the bible's the bible what right yeah That's it. i i never never knew that before yeah, yeah. That. so i'm just really excited about whenever we do dive into the dead sea scrolls sure yeah so there was an introductory passage preceding the narrative about nahash Okay. That was found in the copy of the books of Samuel among the uh, scrolls. Ah, that okay. That was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this instead of summarizing it. It's a short paragraph just to, like, give you guys an idea of what it says. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nahash, king of Ammonites, would put hard pressure on the descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben and would gouge everyone's right eye out. But no rescuer would be provided for Israel, and there was not left anyone among the children of Israel in the Jordan whose right eye, Nahash, the king of Ammonites, did not gouge out. But behold, 7,000 men escaped the power of the Ammonites, and they arrived at Jabesh-Gilead. About a month later, Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh-Gilead. Huh. I wondered about that. And the reason I wondered about that is because at some point earlier, they had said that they had gouged out their eyes yes and then this time they were saying that he's going to gouge out their eyes and then didn't because they won the battle right and i'm like i don't understand what the what is that that's much more clear that makes a lot why why didn't they include that in the fucking bible it seemed like nahash came out of nowhere like right oh what what who's this guy yeah no that actually provides clarity exactly Like, like he had been around so the way that scholars summarize this little passage that I just read. Yeah. In other words, Nahash had conquered the tribal lands of Gad and Reuben. Yeah. And a portion of the population had fled from him to Jabesh Gilead, and that's why he lays siege to it. Got it. So he didn't just, like, pop up overnight and be like, I think I'm going to attack them. Yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. A lot more sense. Yes. And I just thought, oh, my God, that is that is so interesting. And it explains, I, it was just a nagging thing in the back of my mind about the people that had already lost their eyes versus mm-hmm. this thing that happened. And it occurred to me, but it didn't, like, I was like, whatever. It's the fucking Bible. It's, you know, whatever. It was too esoteric to chase down that portion. And, like, the eye gouging thing wasn't what I was looking up particularly. Sure. I just was like, hey, you know what? We've never heard of this guy except for in this one bit where he comes out of nowhere. I'm curious about him. Right. And I just, like, on a lark looked him up. Well, because we find some of our best stories from just looking up these random names. Exactly. And be like, who's this? Who, what? Was he, did he do a thing? Right. Yeah. And I'm. I guess he was like a guy that did okay. the things and warred on them. Well, I'm glad you looked that ages. up. Because, Me too. I mean, it, it does lend a lot of clarity to the story that we were reading. So Right. They had been warring him for ages. Right. Which we knew that they had been warring the Ammonites and the Amalekites. We right. knew that. But this made them more of a people over there. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, instead of just this, this random blodge of a group. You know, right? What's I'm, a blodge exactly? It's it's a um, <laughs> a flump. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's completely clear now. Um, I, I know. I totally know what a, a flump is. It's a snarf blat. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's getting clearer by the minute. If you have watched Little Mermaid, you know actually what a snarf blat is. <laughs> I have watched it, but I don't remember that bit. Oh my god! At the very beginning of the Little Mermaid, she's combing her hair with a fork, and she's like, "What is this?" And the seagull tells her it's a snarf blat. Ah, yeah, because okay. he makes up shit. Just passes yeah, it up. Sure. He's totally a Republican. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, I know the answer to that question, and makes right. up one so that he can then say that, see, I knew the answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay, so now let's go on to the tribe of Judah. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Part of this is going to be hard because it gets into the chapters we haven't read yet that we're about to read. Okay. So I had to, like, stop myself got it. from Get reading him. too far ahead. Right, right. But... The tribes of Judah and Benjamin did not agree at all on proposed kings. Okay. Not the idea of kings, but who should be king. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And so, as a result, they totally split. I I have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Why is the tribe of Benjamin so powerful that they were strong enough to choose a king after all the shit that happened with the tribe of Benjamin? It's not that they were powerful. It's that... The northern ten tribes, including Benjamin, uh-huh. remained one people. Okay. And Benjamin was, like, the closest to Judah in the layout. Got it. And so they were the ones that argued the most vehemently. Got it. Got it. So, so they became their own little nation state, basically. Yeah. So the tribe of Judah became a kingdom of its own. And ah. throughout history, they actually had two different kings, kind of like... When the Pope split from Rome and went to Constantinople. Yeah. And there were two Popes. Right, right. You know, and it's like, which one is the real one? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, neither or both. Right. Well, that's that's kind of how this was. This is, they're all Israelites, but Judah became the kingdom of Judah. That's interesting that God stayed silent on that whole matter. Right, isn't you know? it? I mean, I just, to me, it's interesting because mm-hmm. God apparently picks kings. Yeah. And uh, he just let there be two kings, apparently. He did, he did. Didn't, didn't, didn't care. You know, people people help themselves, etc. God's plan, I don't know. I'm, I'm not Christian, so I don't God's understand. God's not real, you know. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get into a little bit of a history lesson here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So you know how, as we go through, we learn about the different things that were actually happening in the world at that time? Yeah. So also it relates to like different portions of the Bible as how they're grouped. Okay. You know, like the Deuteronomist yeah, history right, and all right, that, right? Yeah. There's a thing called the United Monarchy. Okay. Okay. And that's the name given to the United Israelite Kingdom of Israel and Judah during the reigns of Saul, David, and Solomon. So okay. this is like a, uh, even though they had different kings, they kind of backed each other type I'm thing? getting there. Okay. You can see why, though, it was kind of dicey as far as I just said Saul, David, and Solomon. We, we're we only in Saul. Right. Right? Yeah, Which yeah, is the you. book of Samuel. Right, right. But now we know why it's still Samuel because, you know, Saul got fired. Right. So. Right. Somewhere between or, or all through 1047 and 930 BCE. Okay. The country split into two kingdoms. The okay. kingdom of Israel, including the cities of Sheshem and Samaria in the north, and the kingdom of Judah, containing Jerusalem in the south. Okay. okay? And that those dates are, like, not nailed in stone, but generally speaking, they agree that about 930 BCE is when that happened. Okay. The Got split. It. Okay? Yeah. David 
whom we will not meet till I think the next couple chapters or even maybe um, 2 Samuel. I'm not sure. Right. He's coming up shortly. Sure. Okay. And we've heard of like David and Goliath. Oh, this this David. Yeah, that David. Okay. Got it. He lived during the Iron Period. So we are reaching the end of the Bronze Age, I guess. Right. We're going into the Iron Age. Yes. Got it. Yes. And that would suggest that he was not, given the time period, Yeah, it would suggest that he was not a king of a centralized kingdom, but rather a chieftain over a small polity in Judah. Huh. And different the different kings that they had throughout were either in the north with Judah, or I'm sorry, with uh, uh, Benjamin right. and all them, yep. or in the south with Judah. Got it. And so that kept them at war with each other. Oh, so they were warring themselves. They were warring with each other. Yes. Wow. For ages. Okay. And as a matter of fact, that's where I I didn't get into this a lot because, like I said, I had to cut myself off. Sure. Apparently, that's where the terms Samaritan came from because they were considered to not be fully Israelites. Okay. Like they were only half. Okay. Because they. We're cut off. And what good Samaritan is like somebody they consider? Oh, you're all right. No, 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 no. Um, a Samaritan is a group of people. It's a peoples. Okay. And the good Samaritan. We're going to get into that story. I think that's a New Testament story. Oh, okay. But the Samaritans were supposed to be at odds with the Jews, but the good Samaritan is there. There was a Jew who was had fallen. Ah. Um, in the street, and a Samaritan came over and helped him up. Oh, okay. He was a good Samaritan. And Got it. we ha- we now use that term to mean a good neighbor. Right. But, but it becomes clear that it was somebody they thought poorly of that yes. did something good. It, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so it was it was used di- as a disparaging right. during this time. Right. So and, and I don't know why I know that Bible story, hmm. but it does kind of... It, it I didn't kind of know relevant. that Good Samaritan was tied to the Bible until we just started. Until you brought up Samaritan, I was like, "Well, is that part of the Bible?" Yep. And I guess yep. maybe that's it is, where so that yeah. term comes from. Okay. It's funny because it's kind of like um, that one poem: "The a good wait a tall fence a good neighbor makes." You've heard of that poem before? Mm, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I've heard that saying before. It, it's from a poem. Um, I forget Frost Emerson, one of those sure. great American okay. poem yeah, yeah, poets. Yeah. Right. Whatever. And so people take just that one term and think that that means, see, we all need to have our boundaries and our our tall fences and then right. we can be good neighbors. But actually, that's one line from the poem, which is entirely opposite to that, which is saying, you know, we built all these walls, but aren't we good neighbors? Right. You know, even right. though we're cut off from each other, blah, blah, blah. It, it's just another example of how we have a phrase that we use that is actually quite contrary to where it came from because people just repeat these things ignorantly. Right. No, I mean, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. You can still, the stuff that was made up last century, we could go on a Stuff that was made tirade. up last Tuesday. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so Iron Period we're in, and so he was a chieftain over a small polity in Judah, which was disconnected from the Israelite tribes of the Northern Kingdom. Okay. Okay, so when we get into David, the Bible is going to have us thinking like he is the king of the Israelites. But the he's king not. Of, yeah. He, I mean, he is, but he isn't. Right, like, right. Not all the Israelites he's, are on board with he's this. Part of the, he's the king of some of the Israelites, but not the <laughs> yeah. other Israelites. He's the king of the smaller portion of right. them. Okay. The, the not 
viewed as good ones or Got whatever. It. Yeah. Okay. Now, archaeologists fiercely debate this still today, hmm. and scholars are divided among those who support the the historicity of the biblical narrative. Okay. Which is, you know, what we were just talking about, versus those who completely deny the existence of the united monarchy. Huh. And versus those who support its existence but believe that the Bible contains theological exaggerations. Got it. Okay. So there's No, the Bible exaggerates. Right? No way. So but there what what that is seeing is that there's a question among scholars among some scholars as to whether or not they were ever actually united. Got it. So So they might have been fighting the whole time. It or didn't appears, actually split. Or, well, I guess they did split, but... Well, some say, no, that split never happened. Okay. And others say, no, that split totally fucking happened. Got it. And I would tend to believe that because they were a warring bunch of fuckers. Yeah, they really seem... Like, they loved killing people. They loved killing each other. Yeah, that too. And, I mean, think about how we came to the, the terms East Side and West Side Gang. Right. Right? That was the first split. You right. know, yeah. not, not even the first split, but the first one where we actually named opposite sides. Well, and they apparently got left out there to die when people yeah. got attacked by this um, Nahash guy. Exactly. So, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I totally, if I had to pick, I have no, obviously, facts to base one or the other. But if I had right. to pick a side, I would say that, yeah, they totally were always separated. But the Bible downplays it. Got it. Because they're all Israelites. They're the kingdom of Israel. Right. We got to play it like God didn't do anything wrong and didn't, you know, I mean, if if there's two sides, then God has to pick one. Yes. And if we don't want to pick one, we have to pretend like there's not two sides, right? Yeah. Or that that, um, it was one of those times when the two brothers were fighting. Right. They eventually made up because, you know. Yeah. 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 They just downplay it. Right. So according to the biblical account, the united monarchy where they're, you know, like one nation, yeah. was formed by a large popular expression in favor of introducing a king to rule over the decentralized Israelite confederacy, which, you know, we know that. That's right. what we read. Yeah. So increasing pressure from the Philistines and other neighboring peoples is what forced them to unite as a state after the anointing of Saul by Samuel. So, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Even if they were at war, they had to, you know, be like, okay, but we are still Israelites and let's kill them before we kill each other. Right. This is a higher precedent than fighting each other. Sure. And I mean, the Bible did kind of get into that, actually. Yeah, but they didn't spell it out. They, you know, they spelled out the part where they were united in getting into it with the Philistines. Yes. But they did not spell out the fact that. But they were not happy with each right. other. They left out the backstory. Yeah. And um, Israel and Judah are portrayed in later sources, mm-hmm. like the Dead Sea Scrolls, etc. Okay. As a quite distinct kingdoms. Ah. Completely separate. Interesting. So we thought maybe it was just like a weird translation or like a misreading of something somewhere right. or that we didn't get it. Sure. And it turns out, no, that was a great, excellent question because... Judah was entirely separate from the rest of the fucking Israelite countries. Gotcha. Yeah. And even maybe they've, you know, rewritten it enough to where they've tried to dull this down mm-hmm. to make it seem like they weren't it fighting at all. It wasn't that big a deal. Right. Maybe they fought a little bit, but right, you know, right. you know. Hmm. Yeah. So can you it just see doesn't why I was fit like, that narrative of, of God very well? It right? really does not. But you can see why I was really excited to get into that today. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that these stories that come up that are that that are out there like the dead sea scroll stuff and mm-hmm. and things that are out there in in 
in story form, but not in the Bible, mm-hmm. that are in other texts mm-hmm. that are still available. I feel like they're not in there because they don't work with God. Well, like, it's God true. God is not God is not compatible with these other stories. It's true. And they 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 have to have, if they want to keep a religion, they have mm-hmm. to have this compatible story. There, there was an entire book of the Bible removed by, I think, King James, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, there was an entire book removed because it um, had G- mention of Jesus with a wife and children. And that did not fit their narrative narrative of him as a spiritual son of God. Right. Like, not he's basically, human. He's basically God, but right. the human form. Yeah. Right. And... That painted him as merely human, and that would threaten the power of the church over people. I'm betting in a more original text that Jesus might have been more of just a prophet than anything else. Like a, a serious prophet, but a prophet nonetheless. Well, know? I mean, that's the way the Jewish view right. um, him. As yeah. just He was just a prophet. Sure. He existed. He's a great dude, but he was just a prophet. Right, right. And there are... Um, I forget if it's the same book that was removed or if it's like a different book where it was mentioned that um, his wife um, was actually on the board of his disciples. Oh, okay. And that could not... Was it not, Mary Magdalene? It might have been. Okay. might have been. Um, that tracks, but I, I don't know no, for sure. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. don't want to get in over we're my just, head. Yeah, but we're, that, we're stretching here from our, for our knowledge. Here. Yeah, yeah. But they they had to remove that because that would have shown that women did hold leadership positions in the time of Jesus. Right. And they could not have that. Of course not. Yeah. You got to subjugate those women. Yeah. So that's a very important thing. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, I just saw somebody shared um, a tweet that somebody had, well, tweeted. um, They had screenshot this. And the original tweet was this woman saying that... um, Sometimes she gets sad because um, her husband gets all of her paycheck and has to give her permission to spend her oh, own God. money that she earns. But we are put here to serve our men and to um, subjugate ourselves. She used this term, wow. subjugate ourselves to them. So I can't you know, imagine the, speaking in those terms. Like, I just right? can't imagine that. I have to subjugate myself to you? I mean, we have a... You, you and I have a, a an agreement that we share all expenses and share all purchases and sure. we talk about all of our things, you know, but even if we didn't do that and we had separate money, I can't imagine saying, I'm getting all your money and I'm going to take care right? of it and you're just going to work for me. Like, my best friend and her husband, they both work full-time and they both have separate accounts and separate credit cards and everything. Right. But... They split up who pays for what bills and, you know, who who takes care of what. And they are in conversation about these things regularly. And it's not that he gets her money or he takes her money. Right. Because she, uh, you know, for quite some time was making more money than he was. So yeah. it would, yeah. like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse you? <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, I just... And they're they're older millennials, so like this younger generation, um, more and more women. I'm so glad to see are like taking control of their own finances, not in a I'll be in charge of the whole thing kind of way, but right. just in a I can do this myself. Thank you. Yeah, no, and I, it it makes for a better partnership. Definitely, definitely. I think. I mean, we had a lot of discussions about it when, early on in our marriage about how sure. we were going to handle this and what was best and, and well, all that. Well, because when we were both working full time, 
you made more money than I did, right? But you brought home less than I did because you were paying for insurance, right? So what I brought home was actually more than what you brought home. Yeah. But it was it was really good partnership because we both got to feel like we were equally contributing, right? And right. it all went into the same account. Yeah. Whereas you know the younger generation, they they seem to keep their accounts very separate. Right. Which you know and whatever then, works. Yeah, do what you got to do. You know that's yeah. fine. I mean we we need like every penny added up together to <laughs> be able to pay things. Right. So yeah. That would never work for us. But yeah. Yeah. More power to those who. Yeah. I I don't know how we got off on this. Other. I was going to say we just, we've been talking for five minutes about finances. Well, so. it's less about finances and just more about a partnership. And not just a partnership between husband and wife, but a partnership between anybody in any relationship ever, you should be equal. Nobody should subjugate themselves. Right, right. And if you find yourself in a situation where you are giving up your rights or your monies to your partner, whether they are same sex or otherwise not, um, you need to seriously question you know, what you're wanting out of your life and your, your situation. Right. Yeah. So, I agree. I agree. There's that. So, uh, so that's about all we had today then? Yes. Sorry. That's <laughs> all we ha- I'm, I was just so psyched that I'm like, <laughs> right. No, I, I got you. I got Sorry. you. All right. So we learned about, uh, Nahash and, uh, and Judas today. Yep. So, yeah. um, not com- Judas, Ju- Judah. I, didn't say Ju- I, I said Judah. I thought, well, I think, well, I think I moved slurred. on to something. Yeah. I slurred it. So, yeah, so. But I meant to say Judah. Yeah, Judah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, tomorrow is going to be our, what do, you, what do we call Weekly it? Weekly replay. Weekly replay. And, uh, and then and Monday we will be back for First Samuel chapter 16. Yep. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegiousdiscourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.